Welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Insiders. I'm your host, Chris Swanepoel, and with me today, as always, is Drew, Angel Cake. Drew, would you buy Nelly T's workout DVD set when it becomes available? Are you in on the Nelly T hot train? (laughs) I already pre-ordered it, so it's not even out yet, but I will pre-order it, and I will get in shape, even though I just ate a whole pizza tonight uh, by myself, so... (laughs) Yeah, it was very, very motivating stuff there. You got um, quite a lot of people getting involved in that workout segment there. You know, we had um, obviously Corey, his right-hand man, being a part of that. We had uh, Berna, his love interest, also really showing what she's got. And then Ashley just lounging on the side, not wanting to get involved, just being a bit old Ashley talking about Berna and not liking Berna. Yeah, I mean... I really enjoyed like seeing everybody outside because last season we didn't get any of this and it was because it was so cold, it was raining and now we're in such a nice climate like weather, everybody can either sit outside by the pool or work out with Nelly T. I love that we get these like contrasting things but everybody's outside soaking up some sun. No, 100%. I mean, they, they've got an impressive house there, an impressive backyard. Um, like always, I mean, the challenge always finds these amazing locations to to house people. But you just got to think, like, when these people are not in that house, like, who lives there? Because, I mean, this this place can, like, <laughs> yeah, it can fit 34 players in a season. Like, it's, it's an amazingly big house. Must be a billionaire or something that owns it. Has to be. Has to be. I mean, they said they, there's two gyms in there and a spa. So, uh, yeah, there's whoever owns this has a lot, a lot of money. And they're just like <laughs> now getting more money because the challenge is renting it from them. So it's just yeah. money on top of money. Now, just for those that are on the live stream, welcome to the live stream. And we have to state the obvious. Um, we don't have uh, the lovely Chantel with us from the start of this podcast. She might drop in at some point throughout the podcast. She has had some work commitments come up, which has uh, made it a little bit difficult for her to be in here. But myself and Drew, we will keep you company for the next hour. And we will be discussing everything about this episode three, Truce or Dare. Truce or Dare being very appropriate as the title for this episode as well, because there was a real big temptation throughout the, this specific episode for Tori, um, who's going to come into some power. And she had an opportunity to take revenge here on Big T for what happened in the previous season out there. Um, what did you think of the dynamic here between the vets, Tori? It seems to be like this, you know, sort of house this alliance that they've built is built on the foundation of sand and it's going to come down at some point so i wonder if you think this was the appropriate time for her to take the shot to be preemptive here in this opportunity that she had or do you think that she made the right decision ultimately to hold back from doing something here i think it's way too early first of all i mean she's coming in saying to Devin that she crunched some numbers but she was like i crunched some numbers there's 14 vets and 14 rookies if we take a shot at a vet we could do it right now Granted, the rookies aren't working together, so she could have taken her shot and they could have still had the numbers. But as a mathematician and a strategist, you're not looking at a 14-14 split going like, okay, we can start taking down some of our own numbers now. It's like, no, that's not how it works at all. Like, There's still 14 other people that you could take a shot at and you can whittle down some of those numbers before you take revenge. I think it reminds me of uh, Fessy last episode wanting to take a shot at Amber. It's like... What hold your horses? We're in episode three. There's no there's no need to rush this right now. Also, stop going after Big T. I don't want Big T leaving this game any earlier than uh than than what she could. And 
episode three is way too early. I need more. I need more of Big T. I need more of her going through this game because right now she's getting a like she's getting the underdog uh, edit right now. So I don't want to. I want to see her come into power and uh, take uh, take some shots of her own here. Yeah, it's it's crazy for me because you know, firstly, just want to address the whole Tori doing the math. You know, fourteen, fourteen. We we don't go to Tori for strategic advice on how to play a season <laughs> like the challenge. You know, and luckily for her, you know, she's got that good relationship with Devin. Devin being um, the person that played in the shadows for me this episode, and we'll definitely talk about him and how he's trying to influence where the votes are going to go he you know we already know one of the targets that he's got in mind is Emmanuel um, being mm -hmm. someone that he thinks will be a bit of a threat later in the game because Emmanuel is someone that seems too calm doesn't seem stressed out about the fact that you know they might have to go into the lair um, so he says this person gets it and they're a threat and they're always sort of in the top three when it comes to the challenges and things obviously he's got a pretty good partner as well but we know Emmanuel could be a bit of a undercover sleeper for the vets and he's very much noticing that early on um, which was quite interesting but I, I do want to sort of touch base on Big T before we go into Devin's gameplay and just again say you know I'm a massive Big T fan like where Big T really like I've always liked her confessionals but where I really became like a bit of a Big T stan was that episode that she was back with CT she had to jump out of the plane she had to come overcome her fear of doing that and we know that she didn't want to do it and she pushed through and she did it um, just such a lovable character character but for some other reason big t is such a big target for the vets here and they really feel like they can't trust her she's really seems like she's just too much of a social threat and a social player just by her wanting to be friends with some of the newer players and communicating with them i think it's giving them flashbacks of last season because she had somewhat of an alliance with some of the new girls last season as well and it's maybe a little bit of an after effect of what happened in that season sort of rolling into this one as well yeah, exactly. And watching last season, I was so excited for Big T because I remember her in War of the Worlds 2 and everyone discounted her. Everyone uh, underrated her and she left after giving such a good performance against Georgia. And then coming into Double Agents, she was actually blossoming into a really great a challenger, a competitor, a social player. She was finding a role in the game and coming into this season, I was like excited because I was like, we just saw... Her blossom last season, she's coming into this season, I'm thinking big things. And then come to find out, it seems like she's taking two steps back with all the vets. Like everybody that she played the game with long term now is saying that they can't don't know if they can trust her or anything. So it just seems like this weird like regression in social game with the vets, yet she's trying to be good with them. But also it sounds like she's just talking and being social with the rookies, but not like planning anything like she could have been last season. So it's just a weird it's it's a weird dynamic that I'm trying to wrap my head around and try to understand. But yeah, I don't like Big T in this situation, especially with everything that happens in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because obviously her and CT had a, a very long-standing partnership and a duo throughout the previous season, and they did sort of create a bit of a relationship between them. At one point, people were saying, does Big T have feelings for CT? You know, CT did sort of 
pull her under his wing to a certain degree. He obviously did her dirty as well, but then ultimately came back to her. So it was such an interesting relationship that we saw in that previous season, one that I really enjoyed watching and see develop throughout the season as well. But this season, we have not seen CT and Big T communicate at all. It's not been shown to us on the TV. We don't know where CT stands on her. We we do know that CT is in a very um, uncomfortable position between Bernard and Ashley because he and Ashley, they've got a pretty good relationship. I mean, uh, they've, they've done pretty well in the past to get on the challenge. And he also obviously wants Bernard to do extremely well um, on the show because she's his partner this time around. But one of the people that it does look like Big T still has in her corner is Kyle. And uh, Kyle does have a conversation there with Tori where I think he probably put a little bit of doubt and fear in Tori's mind where if Tori did want to make this move, this specific episode, he said, would that mean the truce is off and the vets can then come for each other? Would this mean that Pandora's box is open with all those people that are in it? Yeah, I think I, I love kyle's strategy because in the promos he was talking about how he was talking a lot to priscilla about wanting to bring in her into an all uk alliance which is interesting to think about because it's like okay he must have been thinking about this when there was more uk people in the game like kells and so for him to have like a vets alliance and then also to try to being getting a uk alliance together i think is very interesting but he's always done that in the game and I, yeah, I mean, Tori was put into a lot of pressure this episode. Ed, once they won, Ed was like, I'm not going to do anything in the dramatics. Tori can do whatever she wants, and I'll just back her whatever she does. So now it's all on Tori, who's not the most strategic. So now she's trying to get uh, uh, advice from everybody. And yeah, Kyle's the one that's like, you shouldn't do that. She is a vet. And, and Tori is trying to figure out the best strategy for her. That's going to get the least amount of people mad at her. But it's like, I have this vendetta against Big T. The vets can't trust Big T. But if I do take a shot at Big T, now the vets are going to turn on me. Like, it's just this weird ground that she's just trying to figure out. And to me, she gets too much into her own head. She's overthinking it. She's going around to too many people, asking too many people. And it kind of just like, falls on her anyways the thing that she didn't want to happen after getting power it kind of happens it it puts a lot of pressure on her and i think it's going to put a target on her uh later down the line a hundred percent um sam hidgen in the chat asks when do we think all stars 2 will come out i don't have any idea at this point i don't know if you've got any idea um drew i know you Uh, sometimes have got a little bit more back you know behind the scenes information than myself i know there was a rumor cast uh floating out there and then I was just flipping through because I don't like to go too deep into any any of the season stuff. Once I see that there's a cast, I look to see what the rumor is. But once ev- anything happens, I just like completely turn away from it. But there was somebody on Twitter that says that that they think that there was another quarantine that had to happen. Like maybe somebody tested positive or a protocol was broken. So they had to go back into quarantine, kind of like how this season was. So I don't know if that's going to delay production even longer or how how that's going to affect production or if people had to leave because of it like we saw with nam so i don't know when this is all up in the air for me like i have no idea when it could happen but i did see that there was a cast so it's definitely there's still there's balls and gears rolling uh to getting that out there 
Speaking the truth says, isn't it crazy how Tori became everything she didn't like about Kara? I do agree with that. You know, she's now <laughs> in the big alliance and she's the person who's just going to be riding that wave, taking everybody out and um, probably, you know, becoming a little bit of a bully in certain situations um, and, and being seen as that um, on the show. I know you're not a big fan of Tori, Drew. You've made no secret of that. So you'd probably agree with that statement. I I do see it a little bit now. It, it, like. Okay, so I did a video on the review and recap, and some people were like, your bias against Tori is kind of blatant in this video. I didn't mean to make it that, like, uh, sometimes you just go with the flow and you say what you say and you leave it in the edit and people will take it how they will. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge Tori fan, but it is interesting seeing that, that how she's, like, discrediting some uh, competitors, calling them weak, thinking that she's better than a lot of the other competitors in the game it does is rem reminiscent of sort of Kara in war of the worlds too when tori got the hero edit jordan and tori got the couple edit while mm. Polly and uh Kara got the joker and harley quinn edit as they would like to call it so it's just interesting now that she's in this game and i don't know it's kind of it is kind of weird it's kind of like a just flipping around. <laughs> a lot of people are going to come for me for saying this, but I've never hated the Paulie and Kara side of things that much. Like I enjoy it. Like I reckon every season needs a good protagonist, you know, and you have to have a little bit of that back and forth to make a good season. And yeah, I mean, I think they play into certain characters when they go out there and they do the show. They know what makes good TV and what's going to get screen time if they're out there as well. And um, another big thing as well with Tori is she's now playing back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back seasons. And, you know, Kara had that going on for like, and I know you've got your Kara video coming up at some point, and I'm really interested in seeing the evolution of Kara. But having played that many back-to-back -back seasons, being burned by people that you thought were your friends, like I can see yeah. how that will make you bitter. I can see how that will like change your psyche. I mean, that's kind of the, the whole episode here is the whole thing about the people here that have got previous relationships, the, it's it's pretty muddy on the vet side. Yes, they've got these connections, which makes them extremely tight and makes them the most powerful alliance within the game. And they can easily conquer and divide with the new players who don't have that past relationships. But with that comes baggage. With that comes things like Tori having betrayed, oh, sorry, um, Big T having betrayed Tori or putting Tori and Anissa against each other in an elimination. I'm sure Anissa is not happy about that either. We didn't get to, to hear much about Anissa um, in this episode. but. It's interesting to see how that's going to play out throughout the season. Um, we also have here someone in the chat saying, Sam, um, isn't it strange how, uh, oh, sorry, it's basically Big T doesn't have as many female connections as some of the vets like Tori, Ashley, Amanda, and Anissa. I agree. It's making her a target. And I could have sworn I've sort of saw somewhere here um, that a few people like CT, Nanny, Casey, they're quite, quite quiet at this point. And um, I think, that's a good thing for most of those players. I feel like um, CT Nanny and uh, Casey will probably be there for a while. I'm not too surprised about Casey because I just <laughs> never found her. Like, I think she's a great competitor. I just don't find her to be interesting television though. Yeah, I think it's, I think Big T brought up a really great point in the deliberation when she did finally like, when, after Tori's big speech and kind of like calling out Big T without saying Big T's name. And then Big T was like, fine, I'll speak at the deliberation. And was kind of like, everybody's, essentially she was like, everybody's worried about the what if uh, connections I'm making with people. What if I'm making a big rookie alliance? What if I'm connecting with these people and making an alliance with them, but yet you're overlooking all the for sure 
like friendships in the game, the ones and twos. Like, I mean, somebody brought up in my comment section, Nelson going between Ashley and Berna. Like that's a for sure connection right there that he's having with a rookie. Uh, the same with uh, Amanda and Ashley and big T's just sitting there going like, what if I'm not making the connections? What if we could like have this vet thing go far and I could be an asset to it rather than looking at me like I'm some dangerous person person that is trying to conspire against us it's like that's not what i'm trying to do here like they're not even giving her a shot is what frustrates me we're it we're two episodes in and she's already like you're leaving me out of plans so it's very frustrating in that in that sense and i can feel she's just being frustrated like she i can tell like she's just like what is like and then everything that else happens in the game like I can just see her just being like super like this is just not her week. It was just not her week the way it all went down. Well, she does say it's it's probably the worst time that she's ever had in the challenge because she ends mm -hmm. up getting the vets blaming her. She ends up losing Tommy this episode. And, um, you know, Tommy, it was such a crazy episode. This challenge love the challenge and we'll talk about the challenge in a bit but him going out there you know completing the challenge running out without his pants you know sounds like any good night out on the weekend um, but you know, doesn't he doesn't remember it you know coming back doesn't remember that he lost his pants and he doesn't know where he is i mean um there was some really funny scenes there as well with like tasha saying you know can you blindfold me i'm not supposed to see this and you know uh, i can't remember who said i've seen more ginger i think it was Corey said i've seen more ginger than what i ever want to see you know and and it's really really funny moment in the episode but then we realize it's pretty serious because mm -hmm. he goes to hospital um and i had to rewind it to hear what he said to big t in regards to what happened but it sounds like it's a head injury so probably something like a, a concussion or something like that that ha took him out of the game and you can see how devastated he is by this because like you said you know there's the pandemic they've just stopped the game restarted the game he had to take time away from his um, fourth graders like you know he, he had to like make a massive commitment to this thing to get pulled out of the game this way it's really sad to see and then i've heard afterwards you know on social media he, he doesn't think he's going to continue to do a lot of these reality tv shows going forward um i really feel like it's such a it leaves an emptiness in the way that we've lost him because clearly, you know, socially, again, everybody was so gutted for him. It looked like he was doing well socially in the game. We just didn't get to see it. I would have loved to have seen how far he could have taken it this season. I agree. And it, this this mission was so intense. It was in, it was mm. crazy. The going through the cave, the cave and cave walls are rocky as all get out there. The waves are crashing around. I'm honestly like surprised one that everybody at least jumped off the cliff the way Huey started out I didn't think he was even going to jump I thought there was going to be way more DQs because even with some of the water challenges that are normal that aren't in the ocean and with raging waves we get more DQs or people are raising the white flags they're like I don't even want to try this so to see everybody at least try by jumping in I thought was very impressive and then to have most of the teams complete it whether they are conscious or not was really like something a testament to this cast. That's like, they're going to give it all they've got. Um, yeah. It's just, it stinks. It stinks that Tommy goes out like this. You would, I know he wants to go out in an elimination. He wants to go out with a bang, but I mean, I think in the aftermath, he talked about like a sort, this sort of injury kind of leaves you with a, what if like, what if, this didn't happen. What if I didn't like get a concussion or anything like that? If you like break your arm, that's something else. But to have a head injury, it's always going to be that question mark of 
oh, how lo- far could I have gotten? Yeah, I mean, you you don't play around with head injuries. You've got a, you know, like you said, you've only got like one head. If it's an arm, if it's a leg or something like that, you know, you can kind of push through. But I understand why the doctors told him to leave. And also, Tommy is a smart guy. Like, he's not going to risk the rest of his life for a game, you know, like no, a challenge. Yeah, no. When he's already won it, he's already won a million dollars. I mean, <laughs> like, the guy's okay. Financially, he's okay. Um, Chattel here in the chat says, I really wanted to see Tommy and Michelle run this season. And, um, same for me. And I mean, obviously, Michelle was pretty devastated with losing him as well. And we'll get into the Michelle performance because that was quite impressive, this episode as well. But I want to talk about Huey before I forget. You mentioning <laughs> Huey not wanting to jump in, you know, vomiting before jumping into the water. Ashley saying she didn't realize she, you know, she was going to get a kid that she never wanted on the show. And she feels like <laughs> she wants to beat this kid. Like, I'm I'm loving everything Ashley is giving me this season. I'm such a big Ashley fan this season. Um, she's grown on me over the se- over the years. Like I wasn't an I wasn't a day one Ashley fan, but you know mm. I think her coming back, having been done dirty a few times now, leaving early, coming back, being a, in, in a partnership here with Yui, which is the 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 sort of comic relief for the season. You know the the bickering between them, the two personalities. I do think she probably loves you, and she'd probably get along with him really well outside of the game. But you know, there's just this rivalry of her feeling like she what has happened to her she's a champion she deserves someone that's gonna really run this game with her but then hats off to Yui for jumping in like you said and then doing really well beating everyone in the swimming part of the game he says he felt like he got superpowers when he got in there and it wasn't because of ability it was because of fear (laughs) yeah i think that's a testament to this cast i mean they 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 cast a wide wide net from all over the world from all different countries and everybody's giving us something whether it is like strength or something funny or entertainment value. I mean, everybody's doing their part within this season and it's fun to see who gets highlighted and who doesn't. And if it's for foreshadowing reasons, or if it's just for like funny moments, kind of like with the Hugh and Ashley portion of this uh, mission. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times when we see the challenge, you know, and they bring all these new players in, we get so many duds, so many people that are just like the duds. Who are they? We don't even know who they are, but this season you're quite right. They, the hats off to the casting because it seems like most of these new players that they've brought in have really added a lot of value to the show. The only thing that I will sort of not casting on is why did you not put it on the show as a guarantee? Because I'm a big Ed fan at this point. Like, I love what he's bringing to the show, you know, um, him doing that little dinner date with Tori in the beginning <laughs> of the episode, and they have, like, coleslaw or salad in between them, you know, just an hilarious scene. And, like, Tori kind of mentioned, similar to what we sort of noticed in the previous episode, the amount of positivity and brightness that he brings into the game um, is pretty good to see in a game such as The Challenge. I think it's going to take him potentially quite fast some of the guys might get intimidated by him pretty soon because he is a a pretty good athletical threat out there at the moment i mean they do end up actually winning this challenge which is a a great performance for a newly created team yeah i think i think cast you have to ding casting for not putting ed or amber on this cast list to originally like the original cast list because like you said ed is just really fun i didn't care for him on his the circle because i don't think they they can't highlight as much as your personality once you're just like sitting in a in a, an apartment by yourself or with your mom i think uh coming into the challenge it he's actually getting to shine with his personality and i think 
I think he's definitely one of a mainstay that we're going to see coming back to do the challenge uh, in future seasons, at least hopefully, because he does. He he just has fun with this. It, 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 I'm watching, I'm rewatching older seasons, and it kind of reminds me of like how the old way was with the OGs, where they were just like in the house, they're just hanging out, they want to win some cash, but they also want to have some fun, and that's exactly what I get from Ed. Yeah, 100%. Um, Chantal here in the chat says that he was on with his mom, obviously, in the circle. So it kind of yeah. limits you. I mean, you, you don't act the same in front of your mom like you would <laughs> in, like, in general in real life. So I feel like him being sort of the shackles are off. Nothing against this mom if she's watching this. She probably isn't. But, you know, I mean, obviously the shackles is off and he can just be free to be himself. And he just seems like such a lovable character. Um, we need characters like this. And like you said, um, for me, he he kind of just, I don't know, it's, it, it, he brings that old school vibe and approach to it, not taking everything too seriously, going with the flow, coming back into the house saying he's okay with not making the decisions, letting Tori kind of run that side of it. You might say, horrible strategic direction for letting a vet decide where things are going to go but i think it's the right approach for someone like ed who came into the game very late he didn't have the same time to bond even with the new players he, he doesn't really owe anyone anything at this stage and um I, I do feel like the producers like him as well because we're getting a lot of ed screen time at this point obviously oh, yeah. he he ended up winning this, so you got to kind of tell the story of the winner. But still, I feel like um, there's enough there that he's giving us at the moment that he probably will come back a lot. He also makes that observation while they're in the water that Michelle is a bit of a beast because she's pushing him in the swimming portion of the challenge with a, a face that is bleeding. Um, Corey notices that as well, and he's like, I'm not going to tell Michelle that her face is bleeding because that might just freak her out in the moment. But Michelle really coming through strong here in this challenge where um, Tori also notices it. I actually thought Michelle was going to go down in the lair at the end of this episode just based off that observation and also with Corey and Michelle being the second fastest team in this um, heat as well. It's funny that they were both in the same heat sort of pushing each other and that was the number one and number two team for the for the challenge. Yeah, we kind of saw that happen to Michaela and Renan. I mean, granted, Michaela had a list, but also they came in second place to Anissa and Logan. So it was weird that and somebody made this uh, somebody made this uh, known on Twitter or they made this after observation where Casey was like, Oh, if you're a rookie rookie team and you do really bad, then it's, you get a big old target on yourself. But yeah. somebody made a, a, the look on Twitter was like, okay, so if you're a rookie rookie team and you do really good, you get a target on your back. But if you're a rookie rookie team and you do really bad, you get a target on your back. Like it just seems like you're just going to have a target on your back no matter what. It just depends on what, how they feel in the moment. Which rookie rookie team do we want to go with? One that beasted it out and came one second behind the first place, or do we want to throw in the one that disqualified? So uh, we saw what For happened me. this episode. Yeah, for, for me, that tells us more about Casey and how the producers are struggling to get anything out of her because that was one of the two <laughs> confessionals that she gave was that yeah. confessional of saying, oh, you know, it's an easy target because they struggled. And then the second one was Casey saying that Tori is overstepping the boundaries and saying too much against Big T and she sometimes just doesn't know how to stay quiet. And it's just... That's the thing with Casey. I, I People listening to this might think, oh, Chris doesn't like Casey. I actually do like Casey. It's just... I really struggle with her because it's a little bit of a love-hate type of relationship. She's good in the challenges. I do think she's a nice person outside of it. I mean, I've heard enough about her outside of the game to know that everybody that's spoken to her loves her and talks highly mm -hmm. of her. It's just on the TV shows, she she's a bit of a dud for me. You know, I mean, you can't have 24 or 34 all high profile personalities out there, but um, I think that's why Casey's been pretty quiet this season at this point. Um, 
just we'll he, we'll hear from her when she wins and she'll bring the strategy we know she's got the strategy but um outside of that i don't know too much you know and and it kind of reminds me of something we, we touched on big t earlier not having many alliance members i do feel like casey and josh probably are still working with big t to a certain degree as well because josh did try and help big t in the deliberation by saying hey you need to speak up yeah i think I think with Casey, I think she does have a personality and I think that she can, I mean, she played football. She knows how to trash talk. She knows how to compete. I just think it's when you have all the other messy characters and who's messier, uh, you, those are going to, those are going to be the players that are getting screen time. Those are the ones that are like the Ashley's, the Nelson's, they're going to get the ones that are going to get the more messy makeouts and fights and arguments where Casey, who's probably more chill overall and consistently chill will just kind of like be in the background for a little bit and we'll see her compete and everything um the one thing is is i think that the vets are with big t's like need to know basis they'll tell their information when they need to know it when she needs to know it but i mean we saw that in the votes that a lot of the vets are getting their partners to vote with them so if nani is like i got gabo Corey is saying i got patina and josh and amber are voting together and everything they're counting the votes going like okay that's enough we don't need to like tell people that may leak the information so i do think that they're going to try to work with big t but i think she's on a need to know basis with the vets and whoever is making the plans for that episode as she said in the aftermath on episode two that josh never came to her or fessy never came to her and said hey this is the plan. We're going to vote Kells. And Josh had to be like, oh, we love you, though. We love you. We would we would have told you. But I think they already had their numbers and they're like, eh, let's just go with it. Yeah, 100 percent. It's going to be interesting to see where Amber is going to fit into this alliance moving forward. We had someone here earlier in the chat saying that they had a theory that um, this one here. So Dan said this is just a theory, but I think that Fessy and Esther are going to win the daily challenge and they're going to send Amber into the lair. Uh, that's why I think Joss was shouting in the um, next episode. It's a good theory because uh, Josh obviously wants to work with Amber uh, quite closely, but Fessy seems to still have that thing against Amber and he doesn't fully trust them. And it could be interesting. This could be the very thing that could break the vet alliance up because Amber technically is a vet now as well coming into this thing. So, um, you know, do we see an Amber potentially going in next episode? Do we see a Big T potentially going on? Those would be, probably be the two veteran females that I would be the most scared of at this stage in the game. Yeah, I mean, that is very plausible in my uh, in my studies of the trailers and the promos and everything. It seems as though that we saw Amber in an elimination and they don't really just sh they haven't shown a ton of eliminations in those promos and you kind yeah. of know that they showed tracy in an elimination oops we might have lost drew there for a second i don't know if you guys can still hear me let me know in the chat if you can still hear me um but i think he was going to say that we've seen a few people in elimination and one of those people that we saw uh, you're still there drew had a little bit of a movement there. I'm not too sure if he can still hear me. But um, yeah, we've seen a lot of people in eliminations. I think um, there was the uh, specific scene where we had um, an elimination with um, Amber sort of hang hanging onto the pole um, where she was bleeding as well. Um, I saw her face was bleeding while she was hanging onto it as well. So um, great. Thanks, love by you for letting me know that you can hear me. Uh, Drew will probably pop back in soon. So interesting uh, theory. I do think that there is a good chance that we will see definitely um amber going to elimination at some stage soon hey drew welcome back 
nope still still looks like we might not have him with us at the mm -hmm. moment so you guys can fire some questions our way if you want i did see one of the questions here was who from big brother canada would we like to see um come and play the game um i'm not actually fully across big brother canada recently the last um person that i thought or people that i thought would do really well were uh, a combination of the pretty boys probably like um is it adam pike and uh i forgot the the, the one fella that he was actually in the running to come on to the challenge not that long ago. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, also play potentially in this specific season. Uh, I'm shocked we didn't see Logan this episode. Logan's been very quiet. Uh, we we did see him obviously in the challenge with Anissa and he looked like he was doing a pretty good job actually um, in that episode with um, Anissa as well. In the swimming po portion of the challenge, he was, he was doing pretty good. But yes, we didn't see much in regards to confessionals or anything like that. Um, he does seem to be protected by Anissa to a certain degree. I think one of the things at the moment that's really helping um, Logan in the game with Anissa is that he's been so supportive and calm um, when it came to helping Anissa in the game, um, talking her through challenges, wanting to be a supportive partner, that I think that Anissa would probably go to bat for him uh, if they can. Who's the guy from BB Canada that beat Joss in boxing? I think his name was Adam. Yes, Adam is the person that I'm thinking about as well. I, I think Adam could be a good addition potentially to the show. I think he could do really well. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about for this episode is that obviously we see um, that, again, separate people are getting pulled into this elimination. And we still got the twist where individuals can be selected to go in um, to the lair opposed to um, having a couple go down there. And I think now that we've had a couple of episodes um, to actually look at how this season has played out, I'm less and less liking the fact that individuals can be chosen to go down opposed to duos going down. Uh, I, I thought I would like it in the beginning when they first brought the whole theme up about, um, you know, choose individuals to come down. But I think it's made it too easy for the veterans just to pick off all of these newbies at the moment, because even if you're attached to a veteran in the game, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be safe long-term. So I'm not a big fan of that. What do you think of the twist now that we've seen it sort of play out a few times where they can choose individuals coming, coming down uh, for me personally, I've just got a lower and lower on it, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I wasn't really a big fan of it when we first got introduced, but I was like, maybe they'll execute it in a different way. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this. <laughs> Also with um, Big Brother Canada, I don't know if you're a big fan of that, Drew, but I remember there was someone that was uh, not that long ago that were um, sort of rumored to potentially be in one of the seasons, and he didn't actually make it all the way through. I think it might have been last season as well. He was part of the Pretty Boys Alliance. It's not Adam. Uh, I forgot his name. Do you remember who that was? I do not. I'm not, yeah, so, huge, sorry, guys. Like, I'm not huge into Big Brother Canada. I just dipped into it like this past summer. Uh, so I know some from like Big Brother Canada 5 and then some from the uh, later seasons, but I don't know exactly who anybody is from any of their alliances. Yeah, so so if you guys watch Big Brother Canada, I'm a very casual viewer of Big, Big Brother Canada and I watched that season. Um, it was the guy that a lot of people said ran the show, was never put on to actually go out. Um, he was the big guy. Um, and people said Anthony. There, there we go. Yeah, Dan, there it is. Dan Anthony. Said, I knew. I, I knew the name. So Anthony was rumored to be on the show potentially last season, but I think last minute didn't didn't get on the show. So might have been um, one of those people that nearly got on the show. I think he could have been a, a potentially good add to the show as well.
I'm waiting for Big Brother Canada to make their uh, debut. I mean, they're just uh, the they're our neighbors to the north, and they have yet to come on to the show and represent. So I'm I'm waiting. Yeah, so so much easier to bring them on than uh, bringing people from all walks of the earth, you know, coming onto the show. I mean, <laughs> I've personally loved um, the African representation because, like I've said before, I don't look African, but I am from South Africa, um, you know, and a lot of people get confused by that, especially when I was in the States. People would always say to me, where are you from? And I would say South Africa, and they'd be like shocked, you know, like how can you be from Africa? Um, but, you know, they, they sort of mentioned here, Tasha, going into the lair and competing and Esther talking about the fact that, you know, they really wanted to represent for female empowerment, which mm -hmm. I know that they're both very strong females. Um, you know, Tasha is very successful in her own business over in Nigeria and they really wanted to represent for Nigerians and for Africans. And um, as a fellow African, I feel like they have represented. I've really enjoyed seeing Esther on the show. I've really enjoyed seeing Tasha on the show. Um, obviously going in, in the lair here, losing against someone that, you know, is probably a lot more athletically fit than her. Someone that's, you know, sort of used to being on heights and um, having done some of this acrobatic stuff, you know, at heights and, and things like that. It's it's not a bad performance. I mean, at one point she was kind of neck and neck with her and um, Berna kind of looked like she was getting into her own head a lot in the challenge. I thought there was a shot that Tacha was actually going to win this thing. I mean, there was a point where she had like all the rungs and she was ready to like put up her seventh pole. And I was like, okay, Let's see this go, but I mean, Berna was able to uh, to nudge out the win. I mean, they said that they that was grueling. Okay, can I just say that that elimination? It seemed like it would be a little bit maybe too easy. I don't know. I don't know. We saw how hard it was, but it was like if it was doubles going into that elimination, it seems like it may have been too easy if it was doubles, but. Being only one person doing it was extremely difficult, especially when it was raining. So I just thought mm. it was like to have that elimination to be like, oh, we're going to set this up, even though we know it's only going to be one person doing it was just like, wow. I mean, I'm sure they didn't expect to be there for over an hour, like they said in the post show. Yeah, 100 percent. And I mean, it looked really really difficult to do that challenge as well and i'm just gonna let chantal in here as i finish Who's my thoughts Hello, Chantal. Hello. <laughs> love love having guys? you on the show um <laughs> and also we're just talking about the great challenge here between tasha who i said to drew you know they said they wanted to represent for africa they said they wanted to represent for nigeria and for for female empowerment as an African myself, even though I don't look like it, being from South Africa, um, I felt like they're really represented for um, Africa. I was really happy with Tasha, this performance. It was a great challenge between her and Berna. We thought Berna was going to run away with this whole thing, and Tasha gave her a good challenge. And I think the strength that Tasha has here is that she stays calm and remains calm. I mean, she loses it at the end when she goes off at Tori and she pops off at her, which is great, but she doesn't do it in the middle of the challenge. And this challenge looked super difficult going up on those poles. It didn't look like, you know, any movement with your core, if you weren't stable, looked like you were flying. And I mean, uh, Berna gave herself an injury, knocking herself with one of the, 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 the rungs straight in the face and were bleeding from it. Um, I think she's a really tough competitor, but, um, 
she's going to get more and more dangerous the deeper she gets in the game because at the moment it's that butterflies it's being down in the arena i spoke about it a lot on the show before where um you know my experience that i can sort of relate to is as someone that has done karate for over 15 16 years whenever i used to compete in the ring and you go up against someone that wants to take your head off and you know there's only one one of you two are going to walk away from this as a winner there's a certain amount of like you either go into fight or flight um and i feel like she had a little bit of flight happening there while she was trying to figure it out before she calmed down but what did you think of the the challenge here with the two ladies going up against them each other here and also tasha's performance on the show do you feel like she did africa nigeria and females course, out there proud of course, of course of course she did like you know tj's not going to say that if she didn't mean it um berna after the challenge hugs her and is like you did nigeria proud like she, I 100% think that she's somebody that will be asked back, especially for popping off at the end and just clapped back at Tori, which was like, I was salivating over. I'm like, yes, call out Tori. Don't let her speak. I was like, that's exactly what we were <laughs> hoping for to come from her. So to go out with a bang like that, she will be asked back 100%. And the fact that she put up such a good fight against Berna, I agree. I thought that Berna was going to win it for sure. And I was really just sad because like, I want to see them both in the game. And so at that whole elimination, I was like really on the edge of my seat. Like I did not know who was going to win it. And I was like, <gasps> like I was, I was in it. Um, but, but just to your point, um, I really felt that she was flailing because it's something completely unfamiliar, something new, a lot of pressure, lights, cameras, doing something. But then she knows the amount of focus that one needs to be able to perform high wire acts and stuff like that. And so that's a different level of commitment, focus, and, and really a dedication to what you are doing. So she was kind of all in her head, all over the place. And then when she's like, wait, I want to calm down and go back to where she knows how to perform excellent. And I think that she 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 tapped into that again. And I think that that is going to make her a really fierce competitor, competitor moving forward now that she's got the jitters of the game out and she knows how to tap into what's innate, innately part of her performance. Like, not everybody can do high wire and, like, circus trips up high. Like, that's very dangerous. And so yeah. I think that she's going to be a, a great competitor moving forward. I'm happy that she stayed with CT. Um, I want to see what mess comes between her and Nelson and the Ashley of it all. I think she's a great competitor. Sad to see her going up against Tasha, of course, but I think that I'm happy that she stayed as well. I think that line that Tasha said at the end where she's like, you know, if I come back, I'm coming for Tori and I'm taking her down. Just that alone sets her <laughs> up for a potential return. You know, I, I mean, Tori is making a lot of rivals out there, so I don't know if she'll necessarily be the rival, but sometimes recency bias counts for something, you know. So if there's ever a rival season in the future and if it's the next season, who knows? You know, you might even see that. But um, I feel like you need to let that play out. I mean, that's what makes the challenge so good is that you get these rivalcy, rivalries and people backstabbing each other season after season coming back and can you know johnny bananas and west finally work together can these people who want to take each other down finally do it you know, like a tasha and a tory so i'm really interested in that you know the whole thing that you know between big t and tory this episode you know that coming back as well it's it's what makes the show so compelling and what makes us want to watch it but chantel i'm really surprised that you didn't say the burner's real secret weapon was the nelly t workout session that you had in the, beginning of the episode <laughs> yes the nelly t boot camp 
Um, I definitely thought it was really funny because the episode before I was saying, Fanta, anytime they do some slow motion workout scenes, like you're going to cover that. That's going to be your jurisdiction to like report back on the workout scene. And then the next week it says, if the producers heard me, they made it into an entire segment of people doing like you know, the runs and the ropes and like, anyways, um, you know, Nelson, he... He's just going back to what got him cast, basically. He's messy and he gets women, you know, and he's kind of dumb, kind of smart, like funny in the, the confessionals. But like, do we really think he's going to win the game? Not really. Like, I'm sorry, Drew. I know that you're, you're in support of Nelson, but um, he's, I think he's really here just to cause some mess and be invited back again. I don't know if he has the capacity to maneuver the game in a way that will make him win the money. I think he just wants to be cast. Nelly T was my number one draft pick. And so I will always stand behind him. But there was portions in his confessionals where I was like, come on now. I mean, when he was like, he was like, oh, I need my snuggle bunny back home or come to daddy in the game. I was like, what are you doing, man? Like, your guy, turn that down a little bit. Just turn that down a little bit. And you know what? I'll stick by it, but he needs to stop the come to daddy's thing. Like that was just, Oh my gosh. That's a bit cringy. That's a bit cringy. Um, and, and, you know, um, Kyle, we don't get much from him this episode, just a few important bits and, and pieces here, but he had that whole confessional about being in the middle, hearing from the one side, you know, Nelson shouting, come back, my love, you know, I want you to return. And then Ashley, um, really, you know, saying if Nelson and obviously wanting Bernard to go, home um and i'm here for it i'm here to see how this whole ashley bernard rivalry is going to play out throughout the season um I, i'm really loving that also one of the questions or one of the observations here that dan made and we haven't spoken much about gabbo um for this specific episode but i've kind of had that same thinking he said that he had popcorn muscles but he seems to be doing okay so far in the challenges and i do think that um he's he's pretty safe no one's coming for him immediately with um nani i think we we touched on it a little bit um sadly someone like a Corey l is the biggest target up until this point and you've got to wonder going into this next episode now Corey's going to remain like i think he he sort of said that in this episode too gabbo he's going to continue to be the person that they're going to continue to throw down there every single time because they can choose an individual guy. It's easy to say his name now. He's been down there more than once. So no one's making an additional enemy if they call him to go down there. So I think he's in a bit of a tough spot. But which other guys? I think Emmanuel is being set up here potentially to go up against Corey next, uh, maybe through Devin trying to target an Emmanuel in the game. But, you know, I feel like Gabo is really low down the radar and he does look like a big guy. Maybe he's disarming and telling people like listen i'm not really that great you know maybe he's downplaying his own ability well i think that he's probably not great you know like he probably does have popcorn muscles but he just happens to be decent at some things you know like like he might not know that he's good at whatever the challenges are for the dailies and he he does decently well i don't think that he's necessarily lying but i don't think that he's had experience in all these things to, to be actively say like, okay, no, I'm going to say I'm popcorn muscles and I'm actually going to be really good at these things. I think it's just a happenstance. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can have big muscles and do well on things and still not do well in other types of things like actually lift things or doing going into a hall brawl. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Gabo is Gabo and he is like, bless his soul. But for him to be like talking to Coriel and then him just to be like, I don't know. I think Coriel in that moment was like, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen to me. It could happen to you kind of thing in a roundabout way. And he's just like, I like Nani. 
she's my partner and <laughs> I don't think I'll ever go into an elimination. And it's like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You keep thinking that little boy. Yeah. Like you do it. You do good. Lift your weight and go hang I, out. <laughs> question. So um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a live between, we mentioned it last week, um, between Tasha, Big T, Michaela, and Fessy. How did yeah. that foursome come together? Like, I didn't see the beginning of it. Was there a reason why they were all talking? Like, was it just to get him to really explain what happened to Big T? Like, I just didn't see, like, the foursome, like, why they all had to talk. Um, I was in that for majority of it. And I mean, I just got into it when it was Tatcha, Michaela and Big T. And then I guess Fessy just like popped in to say, oh, hey, what's up? up. Okay. And then that's when everybody was like, she, Fessy's in, Fessy's in. And so he had to run out to his car wherever he was, whether he was working or somewhere else. And he was like in his car, like trying to talk to him and they put him in the hot seat. So okay, I get uh, it. that so was very, that was fun. That was, yeah, gotcha. that was very fun by the way, to watch. <laughs> yeah, so we've got here that uh, Coriel is doing good. He's got so much screen time to date. Um, I, I'm really liking what Coriel is bringing to the show. He's a really, really big physical beast. I don't think we've um, had someone like him on the show before. Like, oh, Actually, we did, we have had. We've had F Frank back in the past who was also um, someone that was, you know, obviously gay, but very physically strong, a very alpha male type of character on the show. And Corey is kind of similar in that regard as well. Like he, he brings a different element. Like he said, he wants to represent for his people um, on the show. And, 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 and I think he's doing a good job so far here. He, I completely underestimated him coming from the, the romantic love show that he came <laughs> from to doing something like the chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think um, he's in, he's in your team, right? Chantal, uh, you, you took the gamble him. on him. I did. Let me have a look. Oh, no, that's no, Drew. Drew got him. Drew got him. So, so yeah. Oh, so, sorry, well done, Drew. Only other podcasts I have. <laughs> I have him. <laughs> yeah. So he's been he's been doing he's been doing pretty well. So I will agree with that. I think um, he's someone that has been performing really well so far. Um, also, here Dan says they didn't show this, but Michelle was helping Tasha learn how to swim. I guess it didn't help um, in the end. And we haven't spoken much about that, but that scene where Tasha is jumping onto Jeremiah, nearly drowning him, like. Oof, if that was me, I would have been super angry. Like, I'm surprised Jeremiah didn't have a full go at her after that because it looked really, really dangerous. And I don't think either one of those two are very good swimmers because obviously both of them kind of bailed. They were the only team that at least they attempted it, but they didn't complete it. How did, I just don't like, do, have they just never had a swimming lesson in their life? Because they just, with a life jacket, can't everybody swim? Like, I just, I was so confused by not being able to, I, I guess. I just don't know. I will add to that. I think it's I think it's like people underestimate how difficult it is to swim in the ocean when there's a massive current there. Like you can swim in a swimming pool and then they're swimming in the ocean, right? And um, the way that that challenge was with the waves crashing in and out, there were good swimmers struggling. I mean, you know, CT talking about the fact that, you know, this was dangerous and that, you know, he needed to prevent himself from being smashed he against the rocks. He had time to know. moon, everybody. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huey, Huey said that, you know, he was not just getting the challenge, he was also getting his dinner um, all at the same place, and he was loving it. I, I'm a big fan of Huey. I think he's been really fun to watch this season, but there's going to come a point where Ashley's going to throw him to the wolves because I'm pretty sure she's going to want to upgrade and she's going to want to change partners getting into the pointy end of the game here. Oh, she'll just like, she'll just take CT from Berna. <laughs> <laughs> she totally would. 
yeah, um, I could see, I could see that, I could see that happening. Um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see how far Amber gets into the game, and will CT want to grab Amber if she's still available later on? Because they they seem to work so well in the previous um, finale uh, as a team. But it's going to be interesting to see where that's going to play out. I do want to go into our teams and who's remaining still in the teams at this point, and let's have a look at who we're going to lose in our draft here this week. So the two people that we're losing, I'm losing Tasha. So that's, I believe the first person on my team this season that I'm losing um, outside of medical i oh, sorry. I did lose Michaela as well. Um, so Tasha is out of my team. And then for the guy, why am I, well, no, there's no guy this week. I was just thinking to myself, I'm hitting a blank. <laughs> why is the, who's, who was the guy? <laughs> there was no guy this week. So only Tasha is off the board. So myself and Drew are equal here at the moment with one person advantage over Chantel currently. Um, Chantel, Actually, you're the last person. Yep. You you lose another person. You lose Oh, you're uh, right, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for helping me there. So obviously Tommy being DQ'd and we spoke about that a little bit, Chantel, while you weren't on the show, but what a disappointing thing here to lose Tommy to something like a, a head injury, um, potentially a concussion or something like that, that has happened. And also finding out that he most likely won't be doing any reality TV shows in the near future. I do think he comes back if Survivor asks him, but for some other reason, I feel like he probably feels like it's time to take a bit of a break. He must've had a pretty bad experience being out there, but he looked like he was he was really loved by the rest of the castmates when he was leaving. So it looked like we could see a bit of that social game that got him the win in Survivor playing out this season. But we obviously sadly didn't see him get to sort of go all the way and show us what he can do. Yeah, I mean, it was really disappointing. Um, you know, especially like the moment where it's like, was he okay? Is he not okay? Like, where is his pants? Like, it was just like a very weird moment because we couldn't tell that something was really wrong. It just, it was just, it was just really unfortunate how it all went down. And he kind of came back out confused. And I was just like, is he okay? Is he okay? And then next yeah. scene, seeing him having a concussion and having to be like medically DQ'd. I never, ever, ever want to see someone medically DQ'd. Like, yes, we want mm -hmm. these really not dangerous, but like these exciting challenges that are difficult and it forces people to, you know, go past their, their comfort zone. But I don't want to see people that potentially having like a lifelong, you know, ailment because they were on the challenge. So yeah, it was really unfortunate that he got a concussion. Um, I definitely wanted to see what him and Michelle could do. They are two winners. They're two people that are friends. They're two people that want, they, they understand how to go deep into games. And so I wanted to see them learn how to play this game together. So hundred percent. It was it was really sad to see it, and um, we've got uh, in the chat here saying by love by you. Can we see an Ashley win? Because normally with Ashley, if she doesn't go home early, she goes all the way and wins it. So uh, I, I think we're all we're all here for a bit of a redemption for Ashley. Like um, uh, I don't know how she gets here there at the moment, just the way things are set up on the table. But she is dangerous if she stays long enough in the game. She makes a final. Um, she's got the experience, you know, muscle memory counts or something when you get to the final CT showed that last season. But yeah, I have confidence does... that if she gets to the final, she could beat most of the women there. Um, I'm not sure about Amber and her running skills, um, if how that would rival Ashley's, but and maybe Casey might give her a run for her money, but everybody else, I think that she could definitely go toe to toe with. So yeah, if she gets far, she could win. I do think so. I do want to say that does the her leaving early in one season and doing well in another season, does that track when she came back 
a second time in double agents. Now, is that considered the long, the long form? And does she kind of go out sooner rather than later in this season? Uh, we've never seen that happen before. So I just wanted to throw that out there, put a little question mark on it. 100%. Yeah, I okay, so I, I do I see that's an early leave. She was she was out early and then she came back yeah. and then she didn't really last that long after. So But she did make it like middle middle of the season mm -hmm. though. So But if if there wasn't people other people leaving, um she wouldn't have been back, so True. And she just didn't have the social capital that season to work herself into a, a deep game spot, which is what made it so interesting with her coming back this season. You know, I kind of felt like she was in a similar boat because there's a lot of the same players that came back as well. Like, I guess having someone like a, um, a you know, Amanda coming back this season has helped her a little bit to a certain degree. Um, obviously, her her relationship with Nelson, she thought was going to be an advantage to her coming into the season. It's probably turned out to be a little bit of a disadvantage. So there are a few different people that are floating about. Tori didn't do too well last season as well. So there might be a, a thing with Tori saying, listen, both of us didn't do too great last season. Let's stick together with Anissa. You know, so maybe the dynamics have changed a little bit. And we haven't spoken about some of the people that we haven't seen come back because, you know, there's obviously a few big players missing from last season as well that could have changed the dynamics completely like a, a killer cam but killer cam probably would have been you know i don't know where ashley and killer cam is actually after last season they've, they've been pretty close in the past sometimes in some seasons but she ended up leaving quite early last season so um the dynamics can change depending on who the people are that are out there at the end of the day but i, I do feel like ashley I'm getting vibes that this is a season she's going to go deeper into the game. I don't think she's going to be one of the early ones. And I think the the fact that they've got this veterans alliance is going to hold strong throughout most of the game. And I think, you know, like somebody said in the chat here, uh, Chantel, prior to you coming on, is that there is a potential that Amber could be a target next week. And maybe that's why um, Josh got so upset in the next on the challenge uh, promo at the end of the episode. Um, so, you know, he got upset at Fessy and Fessy we know is trying to target Amber. That could potentially change things a little bit. She is a vet, but she's a vet who came into the game very late. So we'll like outside of Josh, who else is going to be upset? Yeah, I actually didn't, I wasn't I was trying to figure out why is he upset? Why did they get into a fight? And maybe that's, that could make sense is the reason. Um, do you think that she's going to win? Like, who do you think they're going to put her up against? Like, how does that scenario play out? I think. I think good. Yeah, I mean, let's let's think it out. I mean, uh, who who do they put in there? They, they'll probably put a rookie against her. Probably would only, or someone, like maybe the houseboat is a rookie, and then Fessy throws Amber in there as the person who won the daily challenge. So if a rookie gets thrown down there, I would almost think it's going to be uh well the only rookie that hasn't gone down there is probably well, there's a few there's esther and there's priscilla uh who and and also bettina those are kind of the rookies that, who haven't gone down so if they want to go down for someone that hasn't actually been down there it could be one of them but i feel like the edit is kind of pointed to michelle probably being thrown down there um soon as well and also they probably would think that michelle is a, a strong rookie they want to get rid of hmm yeah, Michelle can go down. Actually, speaking of Michelle, I was surprised that Tasha, I know she said her name in the deliberation, but I was surprised that Tasha wanted to go against Michelle because Michelle, I think, seems like somebody that could do very well in a lot of different things. And so I was very surprised that she was mad at Tori for not giving her Michelle who she wanted because I think that Michelle would have been equally as good as Berna and possibly even better. 
Um, between the, I can think that Michelle's definitely would be number one on the rookies as to who needs to go because she is one that definitely has a social strategy, like, and she definitely is physically very able, and we know that she could win. So yeah, she would be number one on the hit list if I was a vet. So well, I can see that. and and to that point, I mean, they're the only rookie rookie team left. So I mean, if they are the house vote, it would make sense that it would be possibly yeah. Coriel and Michelle being thrown in again as the house vote. And then maybe Fessy and Esther deciding to take a beeline to throw an Amber and take your pick of a rookie guy, I guess. Oh, do you think this is why maybe Amber and Jeremiah have the kiss? Because like, she's going to be going into the lair. So they want to have mm. one kiss before she goes in in case she doesn't come back. Mm. Is that the romance? It's, it's, it's highly possible. It's highly it's highly possible, but I, I feel like if Jeremiah and Amber is a team going up against Corey and Michelle, I'm almost leaning. I mean, Amber is a beast down in the um, the lair as well, but this could be something different from what she's used to because she did two hall brawls in her first season and, and when she went into the arena. So this could be something different because in the previews, we saw her hanging onto something and getting, I think she had blood on her face or something like that in the previews that we saw the promo the, in the beginning of the season. So this might be something completely different from what she's used to doing. Um, and Coriel is so strong as well. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's going to be an interesting one. There's a lot of hypotheticals here. We we just don't know where it's going to go, but it is exciting to watch. I do want to finish it off with who we think is currently, and I know it's very difficult to do because there's a lot of players we just don't see a lot of um, in this episode. But who do we think are the top three power players at this stage within the game? The people that we would say, these three people are probably completely safe. I've got a suspicion it's going to be vets, but um, we'll start off with Drew. Who do you think is currently placed in the best position within the game? And if you had to choose three people, definitely not going next round. Who would those be? Uh, I would have to say Devin is like number one. He's being asked advice from both Josh and from Tori in this episode. He's giving them ideas on who to throw into the elimination. He's moving around in the game and he's actually like getting his ideas out there without getting a lot of blowback. Like he's the one mm. that is setting things up and nobody seems to like know it's him. And all the rookies want to be partnered up with him because I mean, that's just him. He's just like, hey, right here when they're turning like around. Me. Yeah, so I think oh, definitely. I comment about that, though, about Devin. So yeah. I'm thinking, because I was like, why like, why would he want to be with Emmy? Like, come on, like, she's like, she's not going to be great for your game. But then I was realizing that I do think it might have been very smart of him because now he's going to be covered by the vets and covered by the rookies. So if a rookie does win some power, he has some agency with them. So I was just, just want to point out that, like, I was like, giving him a little bit of heck because Emmy's such like a loose cannon. And even in the beginning of the episode, when she's like saying why she picked Devin, he's like saying, pick me, pick me. Um, sharing that with people as like, Emmy, shh, shh, quiet. Like she's <laughs> such a liability. Um, but now I'm realizing though, it's like her having confidence in, in Devin and all these rookies, like Michelle, even having confidence in Devin, they're not going to be going for him. And then if the vets alliance, which he really wants to stay together, He's not going to be touched for a very long time, I think. Sorry, I just want to point that out. No, definitely. Yeah, I definitely see that. And um, and he's. I think he's building a good foundation now and for the future. Like, he can always use that. Like, hey, we bonded together on that one season. We worked together. We can work together now. Um, if I have to pick other people, I would have to say Nelson is definitely doing stuff. He's making things move, but he is... He is not going home anytime soon, it seems like. Like, he can get all as messy as he wants, but there's still no target on his back. And um, yeah. 
I think I think Amanda's doing a good job hiding in the background. She's like keeping an eye on Nelson. She's keeping an eye on Ashley. She's keeping an eye on everybody in the game, all the vets. And I think she's keeping a tally in the background of who's doing what and how's everybody doing. And then her and Kyle are just having the best of times being partnered up with each other as like the only vet vet team. So they're not like yeah. worried about anything, it seems like. Yeah, I would put yeah, Kyle in there as well, just because like, you know, when Big T goes and talks to Kyle with in front or talks to Tori in front of Kyle, you know, he's kind of he's basically moderating this conversation. And so the fact that he's in that position, I think it means that he's in a very good position. He was able to speak a little, I don't know if it worked, but he did was speaking some sense to Tori and being like, Hey, we don't want to start like a veteran civil war here. You know, we want to keep us together. We don't want to go against each other right now. And so the fact that he feels comfortable in being able to say his opinions here and, and stand up for big T um, I think it shows that he's in a pretty strong position and I don't really see anybody coming for him right now, especially because he's partnered with another bet. So yeah, he's up there. His game's gone from strength to strength since Bananas haven't been playing the game with him. He's just sort of grown out of Bananas' shadow and has continued to, to just shine on the TV show, I feel like. And, um, Sometimes there's really good strategical ideas, but I feel like he does get talked out of them quite a bit by other people. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how, I mean, this game is less less about partnerships, like I said to Drew earlier on. Like if you can select individuals to go down there and um, go down, who, who really cares who you're partnered with? The only time it really matters is when you have to um, select a team to go and buy the house. That's the only protection you kind of have, but you can individually choose people to go down. Um, so you guys, uh, surprise, surprise, Drew choose, chose his uh, top three people there as his top three. Um, <laughs> Chantal, you, you mentioned that Kyle is another person. Is there anybody else that you think um, outside of those four that potentially is in a good position as well? I mean... I feel like CT might be like, he's playing his CT. Let me hide, let me hide and then get to the end and win. And it seems like it's working. I'm not sure though, if he's going to get any blowback for really championing for Berna to be staying. I know it's her, his partner. So like, it makes sense for him to be coaching her and trying to get her to win. Absolutely. Um, but I'm worried about like Ashley, you know, being a woman scorned and like, you know, target CT. Like I just, the Ashley of it all makes me worried for him a little bit, but um, yeah. I do think he's in a pretty decent position. I don't think anybody from the vets really are going to be coming for him right now. And I think that the rookies want to be with him or like learn from him. I don't think that they want to target him. So I would say CT's in a pretty good position right now too. Okay. Well, I agree with you guys and all the, and it's funny enough, it's all vets. When I look at my team, the two people that are in the safest position are my top two people. It's Corey, Corey and um, Casey, sure, really. Yeah, they're safe I mean, as well. Like, like, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Corey and Nelson in some ways have become like, I feel like they're just staple on the challenge now. And they're almost like, they're like the, the flag bearers for the veterans on the show now, which is such a surreal thing to think about because they were the young bucks, um, not so young anymore. Um, and to see their evolution on the show, having grown up on the show has been pretty surreal to see. And um, you kind of like, for me personally, I know uh, Chantel has rolled her eyes a couple of times when I've said this, but I, like, I really would like, for Corey to win the show. Like I want Corey to do well and win the show. Uh, I'm a Corey fan. You know, we had someone here earlier say, I think it was, uh, I don't remember who it was in the chat. They said that um, Nelson was their first man crush 
on uh, the challenge. Maybe Corey is my first man crush on the challenge. Maybe that's why I keep shouting for him and wanting him to do well um, on the show. But I think that he's in a good position. Um, no one's coming for him. He gets enough confessionals. No one's looking at him. He's going to be there deep in the season. And if he gets the right partner in the finale, I think he's got to win in him. Similar to Nelly. Like, if he gets the right partner in the finale, he's got to win in them. But they've got to get that partner that's going to be good at doing the puzzly stuff, the thinking side of things. And they're going to have to let that partner run it. Yeah. And I've seen with Corey in the past that he's willing to let people take that sort of off him. He doesn't necessarily feel like he needs to control certain aspects of the challenge. Like he's happy to be the two I see to whoever else is actually running the show when he's in a strong partnership. I don't think Bettina is going to be that person for him at the end. I know someone said Bettina is pretty safe. I think Bettina will probably go deep. I don't think, and I could be completely wrong, but I don't think she'll make the finale. She's not a vet. Um, so the other person here is Casey. I mean, Casey is just, she's solid with Nanny who's got that you know, one side of the house or the, the challenge house. And then obviously she's got the big brother side of it as well. So I feel like she's very well in the middle of those layers and no one's coming and taking a shot at Casey. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't even see Casey going into an elimination this season. Cause who wants to take her on when the numbers get dwindling, you know, will the vet girls really want to go up against the one-on-one cause she's not, she's smart and she's physical. Well, maybe though, I'm curious. The only reason I'm saying this, like I, I 100% agree with you, but I'm just putting out maybe the, an opposite argument for the fact that Big D called out Nani and Casey as being a duo. So I'm wondering if that's ever going to come into play if any of the rookies get some power. Maybe they're going to start breaking up these duos that Big T just kind of threw out there in that deliberation. So I don't know if it actually will end up playing out, but it's just to note that it's been put out there that maybe there's somebody that needs to be broken up. So maybe that will get her caught. No, 100%. Now, guys, is there, I know, Chantelle, you were in the whole life. Is there anything that you wanted to chat about, anything that stood out for you that you wanted to bring up on the show? And Drew, is there anything that we've missed? Um, Drew, you go first. Let me go. Let me look at my notes. <laughs> Uh, I don't think there's anything that we missed. I do want to say that I'm with you on wanting Corey to win. But I also think that this dude has like built himself like he is yeah. a statue he is carved out of marble he is ginormous this season he has worked enough on his physical attributes let's get some math books let's buy some tanagrams write it off in the taxes as a work expense Corey. and you be your own <laughs> puzzle king i believe in you it's been long yeah. enough you can be your own puzzle king like yeah let's do it let's Let's well, get it going. Tangrams are not that hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> just practice them. You'll you'll learn how to yeah. put shapes together and be like, oh, like don't look at it as a. Triangle, if he puts the same amount of effort into doing puzzles and tangrams like he does into his body and getting in shape, like Drew said, he's bloody going to be able to do it because that's a lot of work. And another person, I know. Very, very controversial person, but I still want to bring it up. You've got to give credit where it's due when you look at um, these challenges. And Josh has really transformed himself as well. Like physically, if you look at the guy now compared to like three or four seasons ago, like he's not a he's not a specimen like like Corey. He's not at Corey's level, but I can see the changes he's made. Like clearly, he does take the challenge quite seriously. He's been training really hard on the off season. We know him and Rachel have been training, or she's trained him, you know. And he's he's just getting 
leaner and leaner every season. And I will, like, again, I don't think he's got natural athletic ability, which I think will always come down to um, dog him at certain points in the game. But I will give credit to the fact that he's really transformed himself. Like, um, you know, if you look at some of the some of the players over the seasons that have done extremely well and that have won the show in the past, like a Cara Maria, it's the same thing. If you, you know, look at her transformation from when she started towards where she was at the end with her physical abilities, you know, it's, it's, it's really motivational to see people actually take this seriously and go and train. And then there's some people like Anissa who doesn't care <laughs> like she's never going to train she's just going to show up and want to get to the final she's she knows what she's strong at um and and that's not what she wants to do but then there are other people that are saying I'm going to continue to improve maybe Corey should improve his puzzle skills though um and some of that stuff opposed to his physical abilities because he's always been a beast but even more so a beast now I guess it has to be like they just don't enjoy it because I I was a math girl. I like I competed in math like competitions when I was growing up. So I like those things. Like I'm I don't know how great I am at math right now, but like I still have math games on my phone and like I used to watch a TV show called MathNet and I play you know, puzzle games on my phone. I've always loved puzzles. So it, maybe it's just because I like them. I'm just like, why don't you just practice the damn Tamgrams? And like I'm also <laughs> good at them. So like I would have fun doing it. So I guess that's probably why they just don't do it. They probably just were never good at them. And so they just don't mm -hmm. like doing things that they're not good at. But like, oh. if I was going on the challenge and I wasn't good at something, I would be practicing that. I wouldn't want that to be the reason why I didn't win a million dollars or $500,000, whatever it is. I would practice. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. Um, give give me a notepad and a pen and I'm fine. Give me a notepad and a oh, pen, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, like, yeah, just being able to be that. out there and not having a notepad and a pen is the next level <laughs> with having to write in the sand and things like that. It's not my jam, for sure. <laughs> Definitely a little more challenging, but writing in the sand, you can get it done. Or snow. No, it's not too bad. Um, <laughs> so the only part that I would want to speak about that you guys probably don't care about at all, and I don't usually care about showmans, but I'm obsessed with Emmanuel and, and Michelle cuddling and, like, maybe some kissy-kissy. Um, I love them together, and um, I think that's going to be a fun little relationship to see, maybe explore. Um, yeah, so that was the other point that I liked. Yeah, it's interesting. We haven't spoken about that at all. Being it's why we needed the female presence here <laughs> on the podcast as well to talk about the love, romance, interests, and all those kind of things. But you know, Emmanuel's an interesting character. Like, um, I wouldn't in a, a million of years have thought that those two would gravitate towards each other like they have. But um, I do think that uh, them, like Michelle, it's it's interesting. It's it's weird. Like, I'm loving Michelle by the way this season. Like, I've always loved her, but even more so. Like, she's just bringing everything for me. Great casting call by them to bring her on the show and i hope she does become a bit more for regular but it's interesting to see her in these love type of interests interests on the show because we've never really seen that on survivor survivor is not about really hooking up unless you're boston rob and amber you know most people don't hook up on the island um and it's interesting to see her in this way um and you know i think she's adapted to the game that she has to play out there she's got to find alliance members she's lost tommy like she said she doesn't have michaela there anymore the survivor alliance is gone she doesn't really have that many connections not that he's super strong but i mean oh he's got all these social connections but he could still win like him and casey together could still win dailies and it could still keep her safe to a certain degree out there as well but um i don't know enough about that relationship yet to say if i ship it yet or not like i've just I, seen I two so limited 
you, you like it. I want pre-shipping. <laughs> pre-shipping. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, too, I don't think you fully mentioned it, but I loved in the, the deliberation. Well, A, I hated that Josh was like, oh, like if anybody has like something to say, if they feel like they're in danger. I was just like, Josh, nobody asked you to be moderating the deliberation. But then when Devin comes in and he's like, well, if not you, then who? I was like, yes, that's how you get people to, you know, start pointing some fingers. I was like, he, Devin just did it better. Um, and I was appreciating that he kind of like did what Josh wanted to do, but it didn't land for Josh. And I like that moment. Yeah. And I really liked, um, you know, the whole Tory coming in saying, hey, let's give ourselves a pat on the back, oh, participation yeah. trophies for everyone. And then Ashley comes from the side and says, this is not what it's about. <laughs> you know, like we are here to put someone to go down to the lair shut up basically and, and and that's why i like ashley so much like she's just continuing like i've, I've liked her in some of the previous seasons as well like i've said to drew she's just growing on me every season i'm just like i'm i'm, I'm here for ashley more and more like this is what we're about it's not this lovey-dovey participation trophies for everyone when we're out there in the deliberation talking about who's going to go down to the lair and then obviously when hugo just comes in slaps in with jesus christ who are you cruella <laughs> <laughs> that was really good uh. Yes. Yeah, so uh, well, I hope this is not true. If, if Dan's right, Chantal, then um, in the trailer, apparently Tori and Emmanuel dance together. So maybe Michelle is going home soon. So you may not see that relationship sort of stand the test of times uh, moving forward. Um, and it's going to be interesting because it does look like Tori's trying to make some moves on uh, Ed as well, even though he's got a girlfriend. So um, uh, shows you how quickly Tori's moved on from Cal's after he's left the game as well. Um, on that note, I think that's pretty much it for this week. Everybody that's been in the live, you've been a great audience. Thank you for always being very active and asking us great questions. We do love it. We'll be back next week at the same time at the same place to talk about the challenge um, episode four next week. And hopefully we've got Chantel, fingers crossed, right from the start on that episode. Um, and we'll do the round table now. Chantel, what do you have coming up? Um, oh I'm sure God. you're going to be doing talking about the challenge pretty soon on your other channel, Reality Realness. <laughs> yeah, well, we do Wednesdays um, a little bit after the episode airs. So usually about 10.30, 10.45. On Wednesday nights, we go live to talk about uh, the uh, you know recently aired episode. Um, doing a little bit of Bachelor in Paradise on... Uh, Usually Monday and Tuesday or Tuesday and Wednesday depends on how the week goes, which has been nice and messy already. Uh, and definitely going live um, after the episode for Big Brother. Oh, and lastly, um, I talked to Sarah from Nerdtainment on Saturdays about Survivor South Africa. I haven't watched last night's episode yet. I won't say anything. <laughs> I won't say anything. It was another excellent episode for those who are not watching Survivor South Africa. And I will be going live in about 40 minutes to talk about the latest episode of that as well. I reckon, and I don't know how you feel about it, Chantal. I've, I reckon top tier season this season. It's, it's up there with some of the best that we've season. seen. Every single person is playing. Every single person could win, and I just I have my two favorites that I'm rooting for. And but if Same. they don't win, like I get it. Like I get why they don't win. But like, yeah, it's great. It's a it's a very, and and hats very off good. to the editors of that show for giving everybody an opportunity to talk about their side, their strategy. Even if they're not going to win the show, we get to see them strategize and doing things. And 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 I, I love that because it makes it harder for us to know ultimately who's going to win the game, even though, though there's only like six players left in the game. Uh, Drew, what do you have coming up on your side on the Angel Cake channel? 
Challenge, challenge, and more challenge. Uh, reviews, <laughs> recaps, tiny table talks, Thursdays, Fridays, and I have that car co- video coming out in about three weeks or almost, yeah, about three weeks. Sometime in September, it's going to be coming out. And then, and then I got uh, a Landon documentary coming out. I'm Ooh. working on Paul. And there's another video that's coming out, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday uh, that I'm excited about, but I'm still working on it. Massive Landon fan. Any Landon content that we can get and hopefully bring him back for the All-Stars, that would be awesome. I don't know if he's rumored in that. I've only just today found out that All-Stars 2 is a thing. (laughs) I think he has been rumored. Didn't I hear that? Oh, awesome. Uh, I don't know if you heard that. Okay. I've never heard it. Well, if I heard it, you heard it, I would assume. You know whatever I know. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know anything about Landon except that he said that he needed more money to to make it worth his while to come back to do the challenge because he has a very high paying job outside of the challenge. So yeah. Good on him. Good on him. Like if you know your worth. Ask for your worth. You know, if you've got a good job outside of it, I, I'm not against it. Um, okay, so lastly, on reality realness, I don't reality realness, on reality pop, <laughs> nearly promoting your channel for you as well, Chantal. Um, you can tell I've been doing a lot of podcasts this week. Um, on reality pop, we've got uh, the Survivors of Africa recap show happening in about 40 minutes from now. Um, we've got the interview with the latest, latest evicted castaway um, dropping tomorrow, which I won't spoil for Chantal, um, on this channel as well and then we've got on wednesday the second last week of australian survivor uh brains versus brawns that we'll be recapping as well it's about two weeks left for both of those seasons at the moment it's getting close to the pointy end of the season here um on the channel and a whole bunch of other content happening on reality pop as well so keep an eye out for that um and like i said we'll see you back here next week same place same time 8 p.m eastern standard time to talk about the next episode of the challenge and guys it's been great it's been good talking about this episode See you next time.